This is the ear spoon with fish and Steve. Hey everybody, welcome to the ear spoon. I am Fish. I am Steve. You are, and it is election day 2020. It is? Yeah, we are literally election. We are literally uh you and I are recording this just uh, hours. Hours to spare before the uh, polls close. How are you feeling about it? I'm kind of undecided. I haven't really been paying that much attention. I wasn't sure who was running. Yeah. And so I wasn't really thinking about it. And so I'm really, you know, I think to myself, all joking aside, the idea, I think uh, uh, Trump is going to lose you know, dramatically. But uh, the idea that important votes come down to undecided voters who I think we can all agree are amongst the stupidest people ever born. Careful now. That's what cost <laughs> Hillary Clinton the 2016 election. But Hold be- on. Before Hold be- on. before we go on, we have to thank uh, yeah. and pay homage to our fine, fine uh, coffee roasters known as Mocha Joes. Yes. And can I add to that? Sure. That I am, uh, there has, as we alluded to in our last podcast, there have been some labor mm-hmm. stories around Mocha Joes. You can find it online and read yourself if you'd like. I just want to throw points and, and appreciation to Pierre and Ellen Cappy, yep. who I believe handled a, a difficult situation gracefully. Um, and sorry to say, the outcome didn't really work out for the people who were not striking, but actually no show, no call. Right. Um, so uh, I just want to say you know, props to the folks at Mocha Joe's who are well, long established and very community friendly community oriented business here in Brattleboro which is why I wrote uh, Ellen and Pierre Cappy in as president and vice president of these here United States and the write in option of well my done. ballot well done well uh, done just don't tell just don't tell Pierre that I made Ellen president and him VP <laughs> more importantly don't tell your wife yeah. <laughs> that's a stabbing <laughs> so, unfortunately I didn't do that because well my ballot has been in for weeks and weeks and weeks so I voted just hours ago. I know. You know, I really, I sort of struggle that. I, I know you and I had talked, and and I'm I'm on a messaging committee for um for the for the county Democrats and the statewide Democrats, mm-hmm. and uh, and so big part of that was to roll out the vote early, and and yeah. and so I had to I had to suck it up and forego one of my most favorite things to do of all times, and go to the polls. Yeah, it is and, a good thing. And cast my vote physically, which I will be uh, more than glad to do uh, next year. But anyway, so uh, we was in the uh, I was interrupting you because we had to thank Mocha Joe's for sponsoring and saying that the basket of deplorables comment is what caused Hillary Clinton the 2016 election and go. Right. Uh, no, I'm, I, let me put it this way. If I was a presidential candidate, I would certainly parse my words. That's yeah. what because I'm. I'm not insane enough to be a presidential candidate. Right. I'm still working on that. Uh, but uh, if you can't decide in in November of 2020 with the ubiquitous everywhere you turn yeah. political discussion, yep. if you're still like, hmm, the fascist guy who lies all the time, and I can go down the long list of Trump offenses. Sure. Or, and I got my list of offenses for Biden, um, but... It's sort if you if you only have to decide between the two, I just can't imagine what would stop you going back and forth. Like, well, I was leaning this way, now I'm leaning that way. There's really not much commonality there. Others might make a different argument, but I'm saying, like, 
for those who are informed and aware, understand policy, who watch politics, who have an understanding of what's true and not true, mm -hmm. uh, decisions get made through an entirely, let's hope, a thoughtful, critical process, right? right. Sure. Uh, for sure the undecided, but for, yeah, but for the undecided, I mean, where in the last four years has that time been spent in other ways? <laughs> and I, what, I, if you're just sitting there going like, oh, I'm not sure, like, then don't vote. Yeah, please don't don't go vote. <laughs> you know, it was funny. There's a couple of people that uh, I had thought might might be hardened. Uh, I am gonna, you know, I'm in. I'm on the Trump train, and I'm going right. all in. Um, and in the last 24 hours, have revealed themselves to basically saying, I'm not voting for Trump, and I'm yeah, not voting, and I'm not voting for Biden either. No. Uh, so you know, I mean, to me, again, in in the state of Vermont, where We've only been a blue state since the Clinton era, right? Uh, no, earlier than that. But no, uh, I don't think so. Uh, I could be mistaken. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, speak. I looked this up a while back, and I remember thinking, "Oh my God, really? Only since Clinton has has you know? I mean, that's not that long ago." Well, when you say blue state, you you only mean in terms of presidential politics. Correct. Right? Correct. That's okay. fair. That's a fair statement. Because um, I know we've elected both Democrats. I mean, it's Vermont to me is in this unique place where it really kind of picks the content rather than uh, the, the content of somebody's character rather than just, you know, a party. Because yeah, sure, that's you know, a big part of it. We, we, we flip blue on every presidential, presidential election, but yet, uh, you know, we have a Republican governor. Yep. Albeit, and did, yeah, and we have had quite a few in, in recent, yep, recent history. we have. We've had, uh, who is it? Um, uh, Jim Douglas. Jim Douglas. <laughs> Woo! He's yeah, special. Ow, He's yeah, special. Ow. Yeah, ET phone home. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but uh, you're right though. I think Vermonters look at things again, generalizing madly here, but uh, Vermonters look at things from a from a holistic point of view. Honestly, there was a time where that was more common in America, where yep. people would vote. Well, let me weigh the pros and cons of either of these characters, rather than be a single digit, a single issue voter. Like, well, he's against abortion, and I am too, so therefore. Yeah. No, but he's a raving lunatic lying con man. Well, I don't care. But. Like, so, <laughs> you know. But. So I think in Vermont, I think we take a holistic approach. And I will tell you, I've said this to you before in this podcast, by virtue of, of being fortunate enough to do a lot of interviewing on radio with Vermont politicians mm -hmm. of, you know, of local here and statewide, um, one of the things I came away with, and, and they'll all tell you the same, I think, is, the, the currency at the state house in Vermont is relationships. It's human relationships. Right. It's can you get along with other people? We, you know, I think we and in Vermont just generally are more community minded. Again, sweeping generalizations. Come at me if you like. But I know from being here 22, 23 years uh, that I don't know of a place. I mean, some compare. Maine is a lot like that. There are a few other places. But we in Vermont really very much look at the personhood of who's going even more so than policy. And sometimes I think that's still a good bet. Right. You know, um, so I think we are able to look at the whole picture and then pick accordingly. And as a result, those quality human beings who you may agree or disagree with on various policy things can at least do the work yeah. and negotiate across the table with people about coming up with legislation. And isn't that really kind of what it uh, what it's all about? I, I mean, hope. you know, it just. I mean, Jesus, it, uh, it's, it, I, I find it so irritating. You know, I, I, I was, I was going back and forth with somebody 
on a post about saying, you know, that that um, well, actually, hang on. Let me let me find it here. Uh, right. The lesser of two evils, you know, and, and this person was saying this is the second presidential election, that those are our choices. And I, I'll push, I was going to say, like, OK, <laughs> maybe, maybe your political awareness just just woke up 10 years ago. But, you Good know, morning. Yeah, this is <laughs> here. Have some coffee and Xanax. <laughs> so. Um, Holy hell! You know, and 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 they go on to say, you know, that this this whole this whole election process has 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 produced such angst and hatred. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, your your friends are now your enemies. Uh, you know, your uh, your family are now your enemies, and the leaders mm-hmm. of this country haven't, you know, have have forced us down this path to choose the lesser of two evils, and that absolute power corrupts absolutely, which I thought was, you know, a, a, a profound statement. Now, this would have been a person Disraeli. I would have thought. What's that? That's from Disraeli. Right. So, but it, it's it's a it's a good quote. So I said, well, you know, it it, it, it to me it says it begs the question uh, that uh, if we the people are responsible, how do we stop the the, how do the people stop the madness? And, you know, I don't agree. I, I completely uh, I, I don't disagree that the system is completely off the trains, off the rails, busted. You know, and I've spent 20 years, the last two decades, recognizing that the two party system is completely just a farce and, and it's all broken. In a in a country where we literally have thousands of choices, why do we have to boil it down to two or three candidates? <laughs> right. You know, I because mean, in grown up countries, they have multiple parties. Right. You know, I mean, you know, will will Joe Biden fix what happened in the last four years? No. But if no. if by miracle he does, we're still going to be divided. There's still people who are going to just kind of rear up you know is is, yeah. is is donald trump the answer i think we know that that that's a hard <laughs> no right I mean, he's, the, he's the answer to certain questions but so let's not go and, there until we change the system we will always be choosing between the lesser of two evils and depending on where you sit you define evil differently right and i would suggest to you this and i'm in agreement with everything that you said primarily uh the the thing that troubles me is in a two-party system the expectation is that one of the parties is going to actually lead an opposition to the other, meaning that if you have a party out of control, which I think the Republican Party has been for 40 years uh, uh, and maybe even beyond that. But they quite clearly have tried to usurp certain institutions, usurp, uh, yeah. you know, certain traditions, usurp, you know, interfere with and limit voting. Yeah. It's a very anti-democratic group. So you expect, well, at least the Democrats would push back. But they, too, behave in some of the same ways and and seek corporate donors over actual represent actually representing the citizenry. And that there there's more of a loyalty as we've had this discussion before. The DNC now has produced two very centrist candidates because the populist movement of Bernie Sanders and others uh, was just a bridge too far. They would rather stop a proto, so- a, you know, a Democratic socialist uh, so in order to protect the, the needs and wants of their corporate donors. And that's, I think, a different kind of deeply offensive. The Republicans are, are it, it, just it already is. offensive. I was going to say, I mean, but, you know, I mean, that just seems to be the nature of politics. So until you have that, what I like to call complete and sweeping campaign reform, that is not ever going to change. So what's the motivation for either of the parties to have campaign reform? Exactly. There's none. Because yeah, so it's all about when's that gonna happen? It's, it's all about absolute power, absolutely corrupting. 
you know, as 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 was said, you know. So I said, you know, I always operate under under this guys. When 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 I'm when I'm walking around and I'm talking to people about their businesses and how to structure like nonprofits and things that we can do and and yep. there's a lot of millennial talks that believe in systems, you know, and putting systems in place. And I don't I don't necessarily agree disagree with having a system yep. as long as you don't forget that systems run the business, but people run the systems. Yeah, right? good point. Good you point. Know? Yeah. And and I think that when when you lose sight of a system that is no longer working, right. Then you have to uh you know, you have to adjust it. We take a look at our constitution, which is well over 200 years old at this point, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say we took a car, the first Model T that came off the line is still out there and up and running. I don't know that that's a fact or not, but let's just say it is. I mean, yep. do we drive that car as if it was the first day off the line? No, of course not. Right. We handle it with kid leather gloves, and we don't take it on down bumpy roads, and we only drive it two times a year in parades, and 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 that's how you handle something that that's the, that is that old, right? Yep. And and if you are going to drive it around every single day like it's your normal mode of transportation, then you are going to have to modify that car. Good point. You yep. know. And, and, and in order for it to keep up with modern standards, there's going to be a lot of modifications that's going to completely, other than the shell and what it physically may look like, it's going to change how it runs. Right. So when you, take a, when you put a mechanical twist on our Constitution, that's where we are. The con there's a lot of shit in the Constitution that help us kind of build this nation that where we are, that you and I, for the most part, enjoy. You know, as this as this free nation, and I'm, you're not seeing the air quotes, and I'm. Putting them, <laughs> I can feel them. I can feel you can see them. Everybody else can. <laughs> but you know, yeah, so but you I, you I'm can't you. you can't expect you know this this whole right to bear arms thing is fine. Well, good. I don't care if you have a gun. I don't. You know. But let's get back to a mechanical conversation where we license you to drive a car. We, right. we force you to have insurance that you will likely never use, right. you know, so and, and you throw a fit when we want to put a little bit of a regulation on who owns a gun. And yeah, a mask. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, no, I can't even fuck. We don't. Uh, we, we, yeah, I know. We, don't go there. <laughs> we, Jesus Christ. We'll be Fill up an hour. With we'll, that. we'll be talking right into the Kalama, uh, right. Kalama, uh, Kamala, Kamala Harris presidency run in four I, years. So, you know, there, there is just that, that, I don't know. I mean, that's just kind See, of where so, I'm at. So I'm with you. I'm with you entirely. And if we're talking, it's always reasonable to talk about the most fundam the fundaments, the, the basic, you know, baseline foundational aspects of the country or the culture or whatever it is you were talking about in terms of systems. You are saying, and I agree, that these systems are fundamentally flawed, that people sleep in streets is a sign yeah. and evidence that is fundamentally flawed. That women make three quarters of a dollar that men make. You know, non-white people make, you know, dramatically less. It's wrong on a hundred different levels. So I would say to you that we could list all the ways that it's wrong, but the system itself is designed to not change. And so significant change, paradigm change, that sort of stuff has to come with a great upheaval of passion. And the only thing that I can see coming in that way won't come from old farts like you and me. It will come from younger people saying, this is an unacceptable social compact. 
We cannot survive this way. The, the, for example, kids coming at it with the Green New Deal. Kids coming at it with the socialist approach. Kids, you know, 30 and under, skew hard left. This is the future. The Democratic Party puts its freaking cork right in that and says, yeah, no new Green Deal. Yeah, no Medicare for all. Yeah, no progressive values. Yeah, none of this kid stuff. We're going with the really old, demented guy and the former prosecutor, you know? And so I'm saying to you, I, while I agree with you, trying to get systems to change is fundamental. The, the very basis of what we're doing in this country is heinous and destructive to human beings. But there, I expect Republicans to be that sort of rapey. I do not expect the Democrats or the so-called opposition party to be that sort of dismissive of what is quite clearly the future of the country. And you know what? Here's all I have for the Democrats is to higher hope that they act more like I'd like them to act. Hope is nice. It got Obama elected, but yep. it didn't do a lot for a lot of people. You know, I mean, it. it uh, the only thing I'm hoping for in a, in a Biden uh, presidency starting, you know, tomorrow with the new elect. And, you know, there's all sorts of. There's all sorts of wrangling that, you know, uh, Trump won't step down and he won't leave the office and he won't, you know, I I don't, you know, look, right now to me, this is all, and and pardon this, this is all liberals are talking about right now on their cable news networks because after all, what the fuck are we going to talk about if Biden is actually the president? Maybe somebody will ask what his policies are at some point. Who, (laughs) Biden? Yeah, I mean, it's not really a discussion. You know, it's like, come on, let's face it. You know as well as I do, people are voting for Biden because he's not Trump, you know, and that's fine. <laughs> you know, right. you're you're voting for the guy that isn't the fascist. It makes sense. I get it. I didn't because I don't have to, and that's a different, unrelated thing. I think a dog just snuck into your studio. Yeah, yeah, I'm just sh- trying to shoe him out. Because he'll, just, <laughs> he'll sit in here and start barking but, after a while. <laughs> but people have, and I, I'm not... I'm not knocking people for it. You know, you vote for who you vote for, and, and it's not my place to shame anybody. I, you know, I don't mind saying who I vote for or don't vote for. But this is a moment, too, where because people were doing what you call electing the gauze candidate, there hasn't been a lot of scrutiny for where do we go from here. There has been some discussion. I've heard some things that I like, actually, like the idea of like putting together a committee to say, where are these parents for these 545 children right. that they can't find? You know, that should be happening right now under this current administration if they weren't fucking fascists. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little heated. No, no well, but, but 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 hear me out. This is the thing. And, and when I talk about it doesn't matter. I mean, honest to God, you could bring back Franklin Delano Roosevelt and his four terms. All right. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, um, arguably one of the I mean, a guy who gets elected four times, you've got to believe that the country liked him. Okay. Oh, the country mourned deeply when he died. Yeah, of course they did. Uh, but you know, so you could run him against Trump, and the reason that you're going to vote for him is because he's not Trump. And here's the analogy I used just the other day with somebody: you are fucking drowning in the water. You are literally going down for the last time, and this life preserver gets thrown out to you, and it says Biden on it. Now, while you're drowning, let me ask you a question. Are you thinking about what you're going to have for dinner that night? Are you thinking, gee, it would really be nice to get into dry clothes again? And, you know, I think I might ruin my shoes <laughs> while I'm drowning here. Right. And no, right. somebody throws you a fucking life preserver that says Biden on it. You fucking grab it, and then right. you figure it the fuck out later. 
Right. And I, I totally agree with that. And I would say, and I've said on, uh, many times before, but in, but in case our new few extra million listeners haven't heard me say this before, <laughs> uh, if I lived just a mere few miles over there, I can see out my window is New Hampshire because we're right on the border. And I the just just for the record, we're going to fact check on the fly here. All Steve can look at well, out his window is a fucking pine tree, which is firmly planted in Vermont. <laughs> no, I'm saying I can see the mountain over there. That's that's New Hampshire, right. but I'm, I'm I, it's visible to me. All right. So if I lived just a little ways over that way to the east, I would be voting for Joe Biden. I would be repulsed by it on some level because of my personal politics. But it's the right choice, you know. Angela Davis, you know, Noam Chomsky, other you know great icons of the left. Are saying like, yeah, I get it. Biden is a terrible choice for president. Vote for him anyway, you know. Right. So I would be the same way, and I I respect anybody's vote. I don't respect somebody voting for Trump because there's something fucking wrong with you. Right. And I'm sorry, I'm just not going to play nice guy with that. There's something fucking wrong with you. Uh, but uh, me, I voted. I uh, well, I don't even have to say who I voted for, but I wrote in Bernie Sanders. I'll say it. Uh, that's good enough for me. Our four electoral votes will easily go to Joe Biden. He'll win five to one easily. Uh, and those four that will affect the race in no way uh, will go into the blue camp. My vote will have no effect on the outcome. I can vote for somebody who I feel reflects my principles. But listen to what you're saying. This is why we got to get rid of the fucking electoral college. I totally agree. You know, because for you to think that your inalienable right to vote has been alienated is not yeah. fucking right. A hundred percent behind you. I used to be agnostic about electoral college, yes or no. And I'm now firmly in the camp of what the hell are we doing? This is stupid. Right. One but voice, add, one vote. Right. I would also add ranked choice voting is the smartest way to assess and measure the wish and want of the populace. Ranked. If you, yeah, or, or instant runoff voting, they sometimes call it, where you get to pick if here's what's your first choice. And if they don't win, who's your second choice and who's your third choice? This happens in Europe all the time. So they get an amalgamation of wants from people. Well, I really want, so you don't vote for or against somebody. You give a, an expression of what your, what your ideal would be in ranked order. And then they draw a conclusion from that. We tried to do it in Vermont X years ago, seven, eight years ago, and it got, it didn't happen. So this and must be where my knowledge of that comes from. I don't really recall that it happening in Vermont. So no, we tried and it didn't pass the legislature. So, oh, okay. So we never actually and everyone actually deployed it. All right. I no, need to no. remember the conversation. So as I understand it, um, a third of the country could vote for Bob for candidate. A third of the country could Bob uh, uh, vote for Barbara for the candidate, and a third of the country could vote for Steve for the candidate. But everybody in the country voted for Pete for the candidate. Does that mean that Pete wins? No, no, no. It's no. That's I maybe didn't explain it well. Yeah. If I go in and I vote, and there's, you know, five parties, running for whatever the position is, and I say I want, this is my first choice, this person, this is my second choice, this person, this is my third choice. So there is a percentage of each that gets. I'm not going to trust me when I say anybody listening to me. Go figure out how this works precisely. But the rough estimation I'm giving is there is a ranked order. And you get more points for being first, less for second, less for third. And then the weight of those measures is then added up 
and determine oh, who got the most Oh, good luck trying to weight. fucking explain that. <laughs> well, I know. Americans are kind of dented that yeah. way, so they can't well, quite get I, there. Well, I wasn't so. quite sure what you were saying, and I thought that's the way I understood it, but I thought what you were saying at first was, I was like, wait a minute. No, maybe no, I didn't not understand that. It. No, the way you described it was, no, that would be a nightmare. All right. Uh, you know. So Listen. all I'm saying is, like, there, there's got to be a way for us to really more effectively assess what the will and wants of the people is. And if people felt like their vote mattered, and a guy like me in Vermont, I know that I won't even affect this presidential outcome. If I felt like I did, and I had multiple choices, multiple parties even, I would have a very different approach to how I do politics, as would many people. Sure. All right, let's uh, we'll stick a pin in it there. There's still a few hours left uh, to uh, the vote, so go out and vote. Uh, we're encur- I'm encouraging you to vote for uh, the the Biden Harris ticket just so that we can end this fucking nightmare. Yes, I said it. There it is. That yeah, if tough. you're in a swing state, especially, please yeah. vote for Biden and Harris. So please, all of our Floridians and Texas listeners, uh, go out and vote. Both of you. <laughs> do you, should, do we dare make predictions? Uh, you know what, man? I have said you you have you've have, you've you're a little bit more brazen than I am. Uh, yeah. With 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 saying <laughs> said. who who has um, who who will win this election, and I want to wholeheartedly subscribe uh, to whatever it is you're drinking or smoking. Um, ah, smoking, good idea. Smoking, here we go. Did, yeah. did, did we tell you that that weed is legal in Vermont? Hey, uh, I could have my weed be a sponsor of this podcast. You could, Steve's Steve's weed. Um, but you you have you have been um, very vocal about saying that you believe that Biden will win in a landslide. I will say Biden. I believe Biden will win significantly and dramatically. Landslide is a term I don't want to get near because I think of McGovern and Nixon as landslide. Right. McGovern's winning Massachusetts only. Um, that's massive. But I think Biden will will win comfortably to the point where any attempt to say otherwise or complain or whine or stomp their feet will be laughable. Right. And I believe we will know that uh, by the end of the week at the latest. OK. You don't think we'll have any uh, have any rest to it tonight? Uh, no, I think you'll see. Well, my expectation, and I'm not the first to say, is that uh, a lot of Republicans, you know, who don't want to be oppressed by the tyranny of masks, are going to show up at the poll today. And so uh, tonight's easy count, meaning the the voting that happens today, will show a stronger Republican uh, turnout or stronger Republican numbers than will be true when the, all the voting is done. Right. Because I think we have seen, and we I keep seeing it record-breaking turnout from early voting, which let's also asterisk this and say, I think we've changed voting forever with this. Yeah, so, we, we may um, have. So here, yeah. here's an interesting thought, though. Here's an interesting thought. Yes. So, um, and I thought about this, like, so he has, he has been willfully pounding his chest, telling people to vote and this and fraud and mail and dropping it off and da 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 So he's, he's affected his base to the point where they're just going to march in and vote today. So now does he create this situation where in some of those counties that he has choked that his voters don't get to cast their votes because the polls close? Wouldn't uh, that be interesting? My part, yes, it would be very interesting. I've given you my take on what I think is likely to happen. Now I'll give you the fantasy bit. Okay. <laughs> Which is that, and it would be Shakespearean and, and movie-like if it went down this way. But I think 
my hope and ex- my hope, but not expectation, is that the Republican Party and the White House and Jared Kushner, Stephen Miller, Donald Trump, etc., the entire ilk of madness, has a utter meltdown and hissy fit around all of this, and then in incompetent and flailingly awful ways, looks to act upon that, and we all laugh at them. Because, as I've said from the start, the only way to really start to recover from this four years of madness is to repudiate it and not just beat it, but to reject it wholesale and to turn to the rest of the world and say, we're sorry that happened. It caught on fire for a few years. We're working on it. So I think they're going to so not take losing. And that includes losing the damn Senate, because I think they're going to lose the damn Senate. I agree with you there. that's huge. I That's agree with you there. bigger than the presidency as far as I'm concerned. So here's here's um here, here's a here's a parting shot before we uh yeah. we go back to our normal days. Um we were on the phone with some of our friends who live in the Netherlands. Yeah. And uh, they happen to be in Miami um at this moment just on a little vacation. Uh, which is really bizarre. <laughs> you might to say. want to check a map before you head yeah. back to Miami. Not, you know, that's okay. pretty fucking red down there, right? And I'm not talking okay. political. <laughs> no. yeah. uh, I'm not just, 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 I just, I have, I have, I have a couple of things to say to you. N95. Okay, that's what you. <laughs> so, uh, but they went to a South Miami polling place, and they said yep. there was nobody in line. That's wow. exactly what you missed was Steve kind of cocking his head back in bewilderment. And yeah, that's, yeah. I said, nobody. They said there was absolutely <laughs> nobody in line. I thought that that was really fucking strange. Wow. It sounds like Dummerston, Vermont. <laughs> but <laughs> it's absolutely nobody. In line. <laughs> but it's South Miami. Yeah. Right. Go figure. And I, I don't know how South Miami votes. But I would have thought that there would have been lines around the building, but they won't buy, they won't buy the polling place. Not a soul to be seen. Yeah, dude, I think the unseen bit in this, and in every presidential election, there is the, there are the unseen bits, including, as we well know from the trauma of 2016, things that you can't really predict for. But I think secretly, in the secrecy, secrecy of ballots and voting, I think, you know, again, I'm not a big fan of Americans, but uh, I think a lot of people are going to go like, this guy is just disgusting. I just can't even though like i don't like biden and i don't like democrats i just can't right you know i think there's there's enough decency left in in general americans to go like you know what especially since nobody knows who i'm voting for i'm not not doing it and that's why my gut feeling is and i you know ask me again when we next convene my gut feeling is that trump will lose uh embarrassingly a lot uh, by a lot bigly bigly if you will (laughs) Good one. Let's leave it there. He will lose bigly. That is now the title of this podcast. Um, Losing bigly. Losing bigly. (laughs) All right. That is going to do it from us on this here. uh, Nerve wracking election day. We covered a lot. I couldn't even tell you what the hell we talked about. We changed it. Pick a theme. So much. But uh, the podcast, as always, can be uh, listened to anytime you want it on demand at theearspoon.com or wherever you download your podcast. Big thanks to Mocha Joe's for sponsoring the podcast and uh, bringing us the coffee, even though today it really isn't about the coffee and it's about just really high alcohol content IPA. Yes, I'm (laughs) day drinking. Yeah, I got some coming to the house any minute. (laughs) All right, good for you. All right, well, I've been fish. Oh, yeah, go. Uh, 
Uh, again, thanks to Mocha Joe's. MochaJoe's.com. You can order beans online from those folks. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they have a, a Biden bean. They do. Um, when I was down there talking to Pierre earlier in the week, he's like, hey, did you try the uh, Mocha, Mocha Joe Biden blend? And I was like, I did not. And he was, hang on. And he gave me a pound. Very nice of him. Uh, very kind. I bet it's not dark roast. It's kind of down the middle. Sort of like non-committal. I, I really, I uh, <laughs> later I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take a picture and text you what the label says. It's hysterical. All right, Anyways, you know, not okay. our strongest coffee, not our weakest coffee, just enough to get the job done. <laughs> okay, I can respect that. All right. <laughs> All right, dude. Nice chatting. All right, man. I've been Fish. I've been Steve. This has been the Ear Spoon. We'll uh, talk to you in a post-apocalyptic uh, election day. Meanwhile, I'll be looking online if they allow for uh, podcasts out of prison camps in case <laughs> things go the wrong way. Yeah, I think they will. You know, <laughs> Take I know care, a man. guy. We, we can wind up in the same prison camp if I pull a few strings. <laughs> so. Please do. Yank that thread. All right, buddy. Be well. And give my best to your lovely wife. You as well. Not my, the, but your lovely. My, yeah, we'll call her my wife. We're your wife. Okay. I wasn't sure. I didn't want to make assumptions. <laughs> All right, man. Take All right, care. Bye. This is Earspoon. You're home for the shit you're thinking anyway.